Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm going to hand you over to Steve, the editor, and Emma is your title is... Deputy, Deputy Editor. editor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more important than the editor most of the time, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. And we're going to try and... Rec- Thank you very much. Thanks, Terry. Um, yeah, we're going to try and record this for a podcast, because we do lots of stuff on social media, as you can imagine, these days, as well as the magazine, as well explain. Um, but we're tall together with these two. So if we suddenly escape, we can't go too far <laughs> apart. So we both got. <laughs> I mean, this morning it was quite interesting because we were in a broom cupboard. This morning. we were in a broom cupboard. <laughs> the, 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 the only place in Morton's that is sort of ideal for recording podcasts is a broom cupboard. And then we had to turn the lights out because you could hear it on the microphone. So we're in a dark broom cupboard. Dark broom cupboard. Oh, I'll leave it there, mate. Four of us. Four of us. Well, Emma was the only lady there, so yeah. Well, welcome. Welcome to, sorry, projector. Shuffle this way a bit. (laughs) Get away from the projector. Welcome to Morton's, Morton's Media, um, of which Kitchen Garden is just one magazine, although we would say certainly the best magazine. Absolutely, by a long way. We are a bit biased. Um, Got two talks for you this afternoon, two for the price of one. Um, We're going to give you a quick talk on Kitchen Garden itself, um, because after after all, who else could tell you about that? I'm sure you get lots of talks on growing onions and leeks and potatoes and that sort of thing. So we thought we'd give you a quick uh, quick um, chat on kitchen garden um, since we've been working here, which is virtually well, for some time now, isn't it? For a few years. Yeah, a few years. Um, and then we'll have a break. Uh, and then we've got um, a talk as well that Emma's done um, on some more of the uh, more unusual veg that we've grown and we think is worth growing, you know, very often in... Mm. Not our gardening magazine, but because some you know TV programs and things like that, you get told about some unusual veg and you grow it and you think, I'm not sure why I bother with that. I might as well have stuck to potatoes. Um, but we've, yeah, <laughs> we've got sure you'll have. We've we've grown a few that we thought are worthwhile and and perhaps are more interesting and you might like to try yourselves if you haven't already. Because after that, I'm not sure about sort of experience here if you've all been growing veg for for ages or or just tried a few you know pop the um, tomatoes on the patio or whatever I suspect there's a good cross-section here so um, you'll probably some of you I'm sure will be able to tell us a thing or two so don't be frightened to say rubbish this is how I do it because we're, we're quite happy to learn ourselves um, so without more ado do we need to swap oh, oh we probably okay? oh, yeah. shuffle oh hang on <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't try and go anywhere. No, I won't. <laughs> and we should say before we start, just lose across the door, the, the whole way there, directly opposite, if, um, if anybody needs to do that. Um, yes, so Kitchen Garden, oh look, um, award winner, voted best gardening magazine of the year. I'm going to be saying that quite a lot right the way through because, uh, yes, it happened. Uh, we did actually win it um, quite a few years ago, shortly after the magazine was first put together um, by a guy called Andrew Blackford, who was the first editor, um, and actually set the magazine up himself and sort of kitchen table publishing, if you like. You know, he, he left his job, um, which was on practical gardening. Don't know if any, any of you can remember that far back to practical gardening. He was editor of that. That closed down, unfortunately, and he had a great idea for kitchen garden. Um, but the publisher then at the time um, said, no, it'll never work. You know, no one wants a, a magazine just on veg, veg and fruit and veg. You're mad. Um, so he left, set it up on his own, and it's, uh, well, flown, really. It's been great ever since and been copied ever since, I have to say, although not nearly as good. We are the best. So, yeah, kitchen garden. Um, oh, I'm going we beat the Gardener's World, we beat, didn't we? RHS, yes, we beat Gardener's Garden World, magazine. yes. Yeah. Yep, yep, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, a little history, yep. Um, it was first published in 1997. Um, and I actually remember that when it first started. So I'm, I'm starting to feel my age now. But uh, first published in 1997. I say Andrew Blackford was the first publisher. And he very kindly thought, oh, maybe Steve, because I'd been working with Emma mm, on Garden that. News. You yeah. probably know Garden News as well, I would imagine, mm. which at the time we were working there was yeah. a newspaper, newspaper format. Used to sit on the shelves in the news agents with all the newspapers. Um, since become a magazine. Um, quite a good one, he says. Mm, yeah. But, yeah, well, when we were there, it was even better, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so we, we worked together on Garden News. Um, Andrew and, and someone else who I know, not a million miles away, said, oh, maybe Steve would be a good editor. And then I said, oh, could Emma come and join as well? Because um, she does all the work, as, you, as we've already <laughs> said, and has all the ideas. So I needed her propping me up. Um, so we came and worked here. Um, 2005, six. it doesn't seem Gosh. Be that long ago. that we. I know. I don't look at the oldest ones that, when we first started, because the pictures in there, just I just look so young. I can't believe it. Look, compare them to now, and I th get get frightened. So I never look at those. Um, and we celebrated our 250th edition in July last year. So you might say, well, how can you keep thinking of new things to write about veg um, <laughs> and fruit? And I must say, when we moved from Garden News, which yeah. you know, talks about everything, all the ornamentals and everything, um, so I thought, oh, it's, you it's know, quite. Uh, yeah, what we're going to do? Can, it is. Yeah, you can. It's quite interesting. There's a lot yeah. of variations in, in growing and. Uh, and we do, we do rely on a lot of contributors and we've got a lot of other fresh ideas yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, so we, yeah, we, have, we, don't, we don't write it all, but um, we, we do write, write quite a bit. Um, supermarkets and news agents, you'll find it wherever you go in Tesco's and Sainsbury's and all those places. I should ask how many of you read it already. You will after today, won't you? Yeah. I know you will. In fact, you don't get out without signing a subscription form, <laughs> so you definitely will. Um, yeah, Britain's best-selling um, fruit and veg mag now, and um, magazine of the year. Did I mention that? <laughs> oh, and the team. Um, obviously, an awful lot of people put the magazine together. It's not just just us three. and our colleague Tony, Tony yes. uh, the three mudketeers, as we call ourselves these days. Um, 
so it's, it's not just us obviously there's a whole load of marketing people and advertising people and um, designers we, we rely heavily on our uh, excellent designer to put put this together for us and make it look really nice and appealing on the supermarket shelves um, but obviously as as editor and deputy editor we'll be talking mostly about the editorial uh, this afternoon oh we have got a, a little sidekick you might just be able to make out in the middle there is our, our yeah, gnome, gnome called Dorcas, he's our mascot mm. and um, if you if you have a look online we did a, a Christmas ad which I might be able to show you since we've got an expert here on on, on working this thing um, <laughs> we might be able to show you the Christmas ad a little bit later on which um, it's got something like 28,000 views I think yeah, last time we looked yeah. so it did really it did well, well. Yeah. Um, and Tony starred in that one Tony was the real star yeah yeah, yeah. so editorial team there's three of us um, we also as Emma says we've got a load of other contributors as well some better known than others um, but the, the thing they've all got in common is they're all very good fruit and veg growers um, they all know the stuff oh, apart from this lady down the bottom who is our resident chef who makes some wonderful recipes and she's also a great food photographer as well so um, we, we sit here sort of just before lunchtime reading her copy and looking through her pictures her recipe pictures absolutely starving don't we <laughs> yes but, it's, not, it's not good reading those pages before lunch it's not it? no no but other than that we've got a great i mean this is only half of them um don't all write for us uh, every month necessarily um sort of mix and match they, they, they all specialize in different things but they all are very keen growers so some other magazines you might get people who know a little bit and uh, dabble but um, these guys really do know their stuff um, we've got uh, Rob Smith there who, who won the um, big allotment challenge recently uh, a couple of years ago now I guess we've got um, Sue Stickland who was uh, ex-head gardener at Wright and Gardens so she certainly knows her stuff it's people like that Pippa Greenwood um, Bob Flowerdew writes for us now and again Martin Fish, who's uh, hosts the um, BBC Radio Leeds gardening programme, has done for years, uh, and he's also an advisor at RHS Harlow Car, so you can see the sort of people who, who write for us. But we do a little bit of work ourselves as well. We do a bit. Yeah, yeah, we do contribute. Yeah. Oh, are they oh, in the life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, when we first, that's the sort of oldest issue and the newest. That was when we were celebrating our 250th issue. Sorry, I'm standing in front of you, aren't I? So how do we do it? Um, well, as I say, most of the freelance writers obviously have to know what they're doing and when they've got to do it. So we plan them 12 months ahead, um, which can be quite a job really, because there's a lot of them. Mm. And um, we've got to be careful, obviously, that we don't repeat ourselves either you know, in an issue or in a year or even over a couple of years. Um, and bearing in mind, we are you know, restricted to fruit and veg. Um, you know, we've got to be thinking of new topics all the time for them to write about thankfully they're also very good themselves at coming up with new topics and things oh, no, and places yeah. to visit yeah. and all that sort of thing but we, we go out and visit places ourselves don't we we do Quite in the summer yeah in the summer yeah. uh, go and look around gardens someone's got to do it i suppose mm. go around in the sunshine yeah. photographing lovely gardens and talking to head gardeners mm. and yeah, comparing notes about yeah. the veg and things yeah, like that horrible horrible, horrible job it's a horrible job <laughs> it really is <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so we've had a few, a few um, mishaps and things along the way with sat navs and taking us down muddy lanes and not being able to find places. Exactly. And yes. Yeah. Mm. Really quite. But, but mostly, <laughs> it's it's great. Um, well, Emma and I mostly, and Tony as well. We have monthly planning meetings, 
So as well as sort of planning in for 12 months ahead what all these talented writers are going to write about, um, makes it sound like we're not talented really, doesn't it? Mm, but, doesn't yeah, it? so we also plan three months ahead um, to fill in the gaps, if you like, and do things which are more, um, perhaps more seasonal, like the jobs pages, that sort of thing. Things which, and we've also got spreads which um, you'll see um, called mudcateers again, which is just what we're doing in the garden every month, so we'll plan those in. Um, and sort of fill in the gaps so that we've got a full, full issue every uh, so it's just sort of two pages really of what we're doing in the garden just mm. to prove that we're gardeners as well um, and we're out there we've all we're all, um, all got our own um, veg patches and greenhouses and polytunnels and things like that so mm. we, we put what we're doing in there as well and we'll plan that three months ahead and then um, just uh, once the uh, latest issue has gone to press I'll use our, all our planning to put together a flat plan which you won't be able to see, I'm sure, but it's, it's basically just a, a representation of the magazine on a flat bit of paper that everybody follows um, for the month. So advertising know what, what pages they've got to sell, what space they've got, we know what space we've got. Um, and very often there's a bit of a battle between us, you know, they'll, they'll want a few more pages, so we'll have to give up a bit of space or vice versa. Um, but it is just a plan of what's going in um, the month. And you also see some little dots and things talk about that in a minute that's our sort of social media so we do lots of videoing as well we've got a youtube channel don't know how many of you are up on youtube or how many of you go on the um, social media for some of your gardening information more and more people these days um so we're very aware of that and we're we're on all you know sort of um all facebook, facebook and twitter, twitter and instagram. instagram and youtube yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's a very those. important marketing tool, isn't it? Oh, I mean, very it's, much so, isn't it's it? the way of getting the name out there, which is yeah. the main thing with it, really. Yeah, so we do our best to link the two, don't we? And the good thing about it as well is, is we can respond very quickly to the environment because at the minute, we, I mean, for example, this Wednesday we're going to be doing some filming for the April issue, which is very difficult in January. <laughs> <laughs> but last week I thought we were going to have an inch of snow on the ground for filming well, it. But at least with before, the social media, we? we can respond very quickly to, to events, yeah, weather events, it. and put, put information on there yeah, for readers. Yeah, so. that's it. And lots of people talking about Brexit and, you know, will it, will it be food shortages, that sort of thing. Well, it's actually quite difficult to respond to that in, the magazine, that in the magazine because we're, too far, we're working too far in advance. Yeah, so. yeah it moves too quickly, doesn't it? Yeah. Every time the magazine comes out, it's old news or it's, it's wrong. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, social media. So we, we also sort of program in um, videos that we've done before so that we can say to you if you're reading the magazine you want to know a bit more about sowing carrots for example, we've got carrots in this in the latest one. Um, if we've already done a video on carrots we can say oh visit YouTube, type in this address and you'll find out more about sowing your carrots. Mm. Um, or we'll look through and make new videos on things that, are, that we haven't done before that are in the magazine. So as I say just a plan of, of day-to-day -day work in the magazine making sure there's no blank pages because you certainly can't have a well, blank page in the middle page. of your magazine oh, I wouldn't have been here yeah, yeah if you'd like no it varies a bit um, okay. through the, the the spring and the summer uh, tends to be bigger 116 pages usually usually goes up in eights in publishing because yeah, yeah. they do it in units of of eight and Terry will stamp on me when I get something wrong in a minute because it's far better than me, very nervous. Um, but yeah, so it normally goes up in eight. So yes, yeah, spring and summer, it'll be bigger. Yeah. Through the winter, um, perhaps a little bit smaller. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. But we do. Yeah, I should have said any questions. Just, just shout out. It's fine. Well, I will have some questions at the end if you've got any gardening questions you want as well. You mentioned social media. Yeah. How do you do? You have someone that I don't know how the. Obviously, the whole idea is for you to make money, Morton. How do you go about getting someone to advertise on social media? Do you have a special person for that, or don't you advertise on social media? Um. It's a tricky one, that. We're trying to encourage it, aren't we? With, with yeah. the, and, and the advertising teams are now kind of more geared up for that. And they're trying to, but it's interesting because a lot of our sort of um, people that advertise with us, they're still not really into that kind of. They haven't quite got caught on to the social media aspect either. So sometimes we're trying to do packages now where we're selling an advert, but we'll say, well, we can look at the product and maybe do a video of it and put it on YouTube for you to try and encourage advertisers so they can. Um, widen their net, if you like, but mm. the, the, a lot of the advertisers are still not quite. Well, our advertisers oh, no. are not quite. Gardening's been quite slow on the uptake. Very slow, yeah. Really? Yes. Uh, but yes. I mean, this morning we did a podcast, which was actually sponsored by a company. I mean, obviously we said that on it, and we actually have used the it's the product. Wouldn't do it it's if a, we hadn't used it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and so that, that was quite good. So that's the first time we've ever done anything. A little club, you know. So it, it's starting to venture out that way now. Yeah. Mm. It's more a service, isn't it, that we can give people, not just the, the printed version, but we can then, you know, give them something more, really. That's right, yeah, yeah. And um, as you say, you can be, it can be immediate. So if, we, if one of us yes. is at home and happens to be doing some just small job, you know, it might be um, trimming your tomatoes or something, then we can, you know, we can just do a video ourselves, even at home, and have it on YouTube very, oh, very yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's always yeah. a, another thing. Um, yeah. So, plans. So then it's a simple case of putting it all together, really. So I've tried to make it look and, and sound as complicated as, it, as I possibly can so that they, um, they think they're paying me for something at least, or paying us for something at least. <laughs> but the writers just send in their copy and the pictures. Don't always send in what we want, so we go through it and make sure that there's enough pictures, the pictures are good enough, the copy's good enough. Um, people who know uh, much far better at, um, I, I'm a gardener and there are people here who know far better about grammar and, and spelling and all those things who go through it as well and make sure that that's all, mm. all okay. Um, we might have to go back to writers and say, sorry, you know, we need more pictures or we need a picture of a certain variety. Pictures of veg varieties are really difficult to come by unless you've actually grown it yourself and taken the pictures. Photo libraries and things that, of course, all publishers use will have a picture of, you know, potatoes, obviously. <laughs> potatoes being dug up even, or, you know, various jobs being doing or done on potatoes, but they may not have King Edwards or whatever you happen to want at the time. We have a good relationship with seed companies, though, because quite we often do. they'll yes. send a picture yeah. in to us if we want one, but then we give them a little credit yeah. on the side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's very handy for us. Um, we put it all in house style because obviously Morton's uh, in general through most of their, well, their magazines have got a certain house style like all publishers have so it all has to go into into a style for example with us um, you know we'll mention imperial and metric measurements and things like that it's all very all very dull when you, when you talk about it but it's important to the readers when they're reading through you know that it's as easy to read um, and as interesting to read as possible obviously otherwise they'll go elsewhere so you know we make sure that we've put the copy into little boxes and things so if you don't want to read the whole lot you can just read a summary um, you know nice captions but informative captions so that you if you just want to look at the pictures you can and still get a little bit of information out of it so we go through and, and do all those bits 
as a team ourselves and say there's also sub-editors who aren't looking so much for gardening content, they'll come back to us with questions of, you know, sort of the, the technical gardening bits, is that right or is that right, you know, should you, should you prune it at that time of year, like the writers said. Um, but they'll also be checking it for, for grammar and spelling and all those things. We write about a third of it ourselves. Um, so we are really out there gardening, mm, we um, to, whenever yeah. we can, weather permitting. <laughs> um, so we've got, uh, got an allotment, which is, um, well, Tony's patch really, just down the road, which we use quite a bit for filming. Um, so Emma's got her own garden as well, with, with veg and, and me likewise, and a little bit of fruit as well. So we'll, we'll write about those things. We're also, you know, other things like Mother's Day and um, features, you know, to sort of, Christmas, that sort of thing, we'll slot those sorts of features in as well. So, testing products, uh, we do quite a lot of. Um, I think we're testing non-plastic pots on Wednesday. We are. Or looking at, we've already got mm. a trial running, but we're looking at those. So, mm. lots of people trying to uh, get away from plastic. plastic so, yeah, koya, koya pots and uh, bamboo, bamboo, bamboo and pots. rice, I think. Bamboo sounds, rice, sounds, yeah. quite, sounds quite tasty, yeah. really. But yeah, mm. we've got pots made of bamboo and rice we're trying which you'd never know, but it's, yeah. So all sorts of things, those are the sort of things we'll do ourselves, um, test products and that sort of thing. Um, got some very talented designers here. Um, they really are very good, and ours is particularly good, I think. Um, and she makes some lovely designs out of what we give her, which is basically just a bunch of words and some pictures, um, and a few instructions sometimes. But mm. she, she does a lovely job of, of putting together some, some really nice features for us, which are, Again, pleasant on the eye and people want to read. Um, and uh, we read the whole lot, uh, well, a good three times. Probably, yeah, probably, probably four sometimes. Probably four sometimes, just to check for any, any errors or anything. Nothing worse than reading the magazine and finding spelling mistakes and things. <laughs> Can't say they're never there. Yes, sir. It's just a comment from uh, the smart arse at the back. Oh. You haven't quite read it three times. Oh, was it the presentation? Um, yeah, so we, we, we read the magazine, don't necessarily read our presentations three times <laughs> before they go out. And as we've mentioned, um, big on social media, we've, we've had a, a website for ages, um, but we've just launched a new one, um, which is for subscribers. Um, so if you subscribe, you get a, um, you, when you get your magazine through the door, it has a, a unique subscriber code on it, and you put that in. Um, to the website and you get into this website here so you get extra things like um, uh, money off products and uh, extra features which you won't have found in the magazine competitions, competitions. giving away a very nice food dehydrator I think mm -hmm. at the moment yeah. which is nearly 400 <laughs> quid um, things like that so encourage you, you know, once you've bought your subscription to stay with us really um, and give you that, that bit extra so it takes quite a bit of feeding, really, these two yes. websites. Yes, 
they are, them. yeah. Anything on social media, they're sort of hungry they're beasts, monsters, really, aren't, aren't they? they? Yeah. Got to keep feeding them, otherwise they, they scream do. at you. And people well, somebody like screaming at you. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do that as well as the magazine? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh. Tony's got Tony, our colleague's very good at it actually, isn't he? <laughs> yes, I mean he's great. Yes. He's just been away on holiday, but he like sort of posts a load of stuff before he goes on holiday, all time to go on. So yes, thanks Tony, yeah. that was great. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was away. Because <laughs> with uh, as you, you know, if you, I'm sure lots of you use social media. When you go back onto a, a website or Facebook or whatever it is, you expect to see something new all the time, mm. don't you? Twenty four seven really. There's got to be something new on there. Um, otherwise people get bored with you and switch you off again you know they, they, they liked you one day they'll unlike you the next so exactly. yeah. Um, yeah it's got to constantly feeding them really but um, at the same time it's it's a really as Emma was saying earlier a really useful way of getting up-to-date information on there because it's really you know, I said we, we planned three months ahead well we very nearly well, we publish a good couple of months don't we yeah, ahead yeah. Um, so yeah you can be standing in a garden in the snow so in your you, you run a beans and it's, it's silly really but at least with websites immediate and um, there have been many times we've had to be sort of do little tricks to try and make it look like it's a certain time of year haven't oh, we? Yeah, or if you've yeah. got the camera panning around say, no that tree hasn't got any leaves on it you can't do that <laughs> don't go over that don't go there there's flowers you can't go there we're supposed to be filming you know, October. <laughs> Don't That's do that. it, yeah. So that gets quite tricky, doesn't it? The film in July. I, I remember once, but it wasn't on this title. It was, we were on, it was on Garden News. And it was a certain time of year, and we wanted some... Oh, it was a picture. We wanted a picture of grapes, didn't we? Oh, oh, we had a vine on our old yeah. allotment. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So we wanted a picture of some grapes hanging on it. We ended up going to Sainsbury's, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> and we bought... <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that. We don't do it very often. No, no. <laughs> These are the truths. This is what happens. We're going to get very alive, Emma. You do find you sort of, uh, you know, stripping off your your woolly hat and your and your. Oh yeah, that's the thing. You're, trying, do, you're yeah. supposed to be filming Janu oh, yes. July, July and January, January, you know. Yeah. You're trying to make it look as if you're really so, warm and. So you've got all your woolly clothes on. You take everything off. And then, Darren knows a bit about yeah. this because he does the filming. So, uh, yes, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah. Well, he can be standing there in a great big, you know, woolly hat with ears and everything, and we're freezing trying to make it look like it's summer. So uh, yeah, strange, strange day days work sometimes. Um, also on uh, Facebook, of course. Who isn't? Have to be on Facebook these days. We mentioned YouTube and uh, some of these others as well. Um, do do have a look on on YouTube. Not not afraid of making a fool of ourselves. <laughs> Emma usually comes up with the ideas. There's lots of dad dancing and uh, dressing up in silly Christmas hats and things. But <laughs> so it's partly that to to be honest to pull people on because they love nothing more than someone looking looking silly um, but we also do sort of instructional videos and that sort of thing as well I think Emma's talking about sewing early salads in the polytunnel yeah. there and we do lots of recipes yeah we do yeah cooking yeah mm. the idea is it's like you're on your allotment you've got your little stove and you just go and pick something and put it in the pan mm. that was the idea wasn't it Sometimes works. <laughs> Usually, yeah. Although sometimes it's Sue is standing there waiting for it to it's take it. Go and take it inside, Tony, and put it on the stove. <laughs> <laughs> We've only got one ring little gas burner, haven't we? Yeah. And, uh, trying to make soup on that. It's, uh, yeah. It takes a while. Yeah, yeah. But the recipe's been quite successful. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's our lunch as Very well. Tasty. Yeah, yeah, very, very tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, lots of those two, and obviously recipes very 
what we're trying to do there as well is reach a bigger audience. So of course a lot of gardeners grow their own fruit and veg, want to know how, you know, once you've grown it, what do you do with it? it? So yeah. you know, need to know what, what to do with it in the kitchen. But also it brings in obviously people who may not ever garden, but they're interested in cooking. So uh, we hopefully pull in a bigger audience. Yes. We do, yes. Yeah, we've just started yeah. a, a column actually called Grow Grow with uh, was it Gnome Grown. Gnome Grown. We've got a picture of Dorcas, our little gnome. And uh, yeah, every month we put something in, uh, ideas for children, to get children into growing. I think this latest one we've got, um, a very simple one, it's a, um, um, eggs, um, you know, with um, growing cress in them, mm -hmm. with, you know, a little, a little body with a, um, a toilet roll holder, and, it, and they're quite cute. Um, but all sorts of little things, and I often I rope in my um, great nieces and nephews to do the pictures, <laughs> and that can be a bit of a nightmare, oh, yes. trying to get the pictures and the <laughs> pulling faces, and <laughs> never work with children and animals, they say, no, don't no. they? And yet um, you keep doing it. Yeah, I keep doing it, yeah. but it is quite fun, yeah. 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 But it is good to, to try and encourage youngsters, because I think if you get youngsters interested when they're very young, they often go off it when they get a little bit older, but they do remember it, and I think that brings them back into it when they're a lot older. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And occasionally we do uh, product tests on uh, kiddies' tools. And yeah, that sort of thing. Quite a lot, features quite a lot on schools that, gardening. Got sometimes we yeah, do features yeah. on schools. Yeah, due to go and do one of those in the summer. Yeah, yeah, and it's really good how uh, gardening is coming back onto the curriculum uh, in a yeah. lot of cases. And yeah, there's a, a lot of school gardens out there actually, out there with their raised yeah. beds. And yeah, yeah. So we get involved in that. Um, Jumping ahead of myself, really. So Instagram. I don't know if any of you use that. Uh, that's very popular with uh, with us. Uh, I've got quite a lot of followers on that one. And Facebook. Um, it, it's another way for readers to get in touch with us as well. Um, so we monitor it quite carefully. And you know, um, very often we don't get letters anymore. We get we get messages mm. on Facebook these days. Um, we'll look there to see if you know readers have got a problem with anything or if there's anything they want or they're requesting a certain feature or whatever they'll very often do it through through Facebook these days virtually no letters at all now yeah. very few people putting pen to paper and that is our quick guide of of what we do which doesn't make it sound I should have made it a bit more complicated shouldn't I <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would be nice if we got them free. No, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, we work with lots of seed companies. And we have worked with lots of seed companies in the past for cover mounts, we call them, uh, or gifts, free gifts uh, to, to you. Um, no, we have to pay for them, unfortunately. So it's, it's someone other than, than I does the sums and, and works out how much we can afford to put on there to promote the magazine, obviously, because we've got competitors who are doing exactly the same thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you'll never buy kitchen garden in the well, certainly not for the last as long as I can remember. Buy kitchen garden in the um, in the shops without getting a gift of some sort. Yeah, so it's very often seeds. You might get gloves and all sorts of, of gardening and goodies. You do, you really. do find that obviously we sell through supermarkets, and they're actually quite quite demanding. They actually want us to put gifts on because they want to provide, they want to give something to their customers that the other supermarkets are not giving. So actually, they're quite quite demanding of what they want. So yeah. we have to kind of obviously fulfil 
for what they want because that's an important place where we sell our magazines. It's incredibly important now, especially with a lot of news agents going. And um, so, you know, that's that's quite key as well, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. And we spend an awful lot of time on the front cover as well. It may, you may not believe it, um, but it's the most important page, obviously, in the magazine as far as we're concerned. Because if it's, you know, that's, I think they reckon you've got about five seconds tops uh, for someone. To, to grab somebody's grab attention, and then you hope that they'll read one or two lines, and, and that will pull some, them some, into Some people it. are drawn in by the pictures. Some people are drawn in by the by the words. It depends on the on the, on the person. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's literally five seconds. If they walk past and you haven't grabbed their attention straight away, if they're not a regular buyer, <coughs> um, you've lost them. Then. Yeah. So, yeah, you spend a lot of time on that. In terms of veganism, there's a lot of very rampant vegans out there, and they're getting more and more militant. Are you picking up on that? Mm, yeah, very much so. Um, More interest and uh, maybe art especially yeah. for... We, we, we had a debate last, last month about that and we were saying we would quite like to put... Uh, we did used to actually have a, a writer that wrote uh, on a vegan way, didn't she? I mean, recipes yeah. as well as growing in a vegan yeah, that way. Yeah, was going back through uh, four It was going years. back through four years. But it, it is quite tricky because it's, it's one of those things that you can really upset people very easily. Mm. And it's, it's finding the right person to yes. write it is going to be because I wouldn't dare touch it with a, I wouldn't touch it with a barge pole personally, but if we could find the right person, I think it would be good. But it's, yeah, it's quite um, scary. Out. It's a bit like the pesticides or not, you know, or, or and organics. Yeah, organics. Or, uh, that's always been a big, yeah, big yeah, issue. Or we, peat or not. Um, ve yeah, very easy to upset people. Really more Oh yes, yeah, yes. I think yes, we do, we do. And, we, and we do. We are mentioning it more, I think, generally in the magazine mm. to try. And I think we've even put it on the front cover at some point. Something to try and encourage to say, "Oh, look, you're vegan. Great. Have a kitchen garden. Grow your own." You know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely. I think it will, it will definitely help us. I think yeah. certainly in in, yeah. in the in the future. Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, to keep the balance, our cookery writer is vegetarian, and we have to remind her every now and again to. To mention, put some, yeah. put some meat in, yeah. Meat. <laughs> Just toss in a bit of meat. Otherwise, the meat eaters will, uh, will complain. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Yes. If we catered for everybody, we'd have so many sections. We'd need a thousand pages, wouldn't we, I think. Yeah. Um, well, we can, if, unless you've got any more questions on that particular. Just one thing. Oh, yes. Can we go back to the, the egg, the crisp, and the toilet roll? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Explain it to me. <laughs> oh, basically, all it I'm is. I'm four. I'm four. Okay, well, basically, you just get an egg. Yeah. I, I actually, no, I think I tried one hardboard and one not hardboard. I think it, matters, it doesn't matter really, but I just make a little hole in the top, take all the contents out, yeah. you've got a hollow egg, and you draw a face on it, right. and then you've got the toilet roll. And actually, I covered the toilet roll in a bit of white paper because it's not very nice to draw on. And then I got my great niece to to just draw on it, and, and I, well, actually, I drew I drew a, a basic um, a body, a, a, a lady and a man, two, and then she coloured it in, yeah. and then you stick the egg on top, and then you just put a little bit of cotton wool in, wet it, and then sprinkle cress seeds on, right. and after a couple of days, you've got hair coming out of the <laughs> egg. You see, I mean, it's really simple, but for sort of. Four-year-olds, three-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, we could sprinkle a bit of cress on. Yeah, and keep, keep your head damp for a couple of days, and it will grow well. Yeah. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Any more questions on the putting the magazine together, or? Excuse me, has it always been a glossy cover? Yes. Yeah. As far as I can remember. Um, 
yeah, it's got glossier. It has, it has got yeah. glossier. There, sure there's, there's, first, there are various sorry. degrees of glossiness. Yes. Um, yes, and it is extra glossy at the moment, again, to catch, catch people's catch attention. People yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the glossier, the more expensive, so yeah, it's another sum that you have to do, I think. Yeah, sometimes if it's a special edition we'll, we'll, get, we'll get permission to spend a bit more and perhaps put a metallic colour or something like that on the front, just something that catches the light even more. Um, but that's, that's sort of rare, it's only... And what, is, and what is the print version? Uh, it varies a lot because it's obviously gardening is very seasonal. Right. Um, but probably something like 35,000 average, so say it is nationwide yeah. and, and in lots of stores, so yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say it varies from, from obviously this time of year, fewer people worrying about their gardens, and, but come to spring, <coughs> the print run will, will, will jump. Well, we've got a, a choice now, we can either carry on with the next talk, or if you would like a break, <coughs> And a cup of, tea. Right, cup of tea. We can do that now. Coffee. Yeah. 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 Do that. Drink. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll make our way to the court. So, hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What is this unusual tuba? Anybody know? Oh, Steve's going to get. Oh, they're down there, Steve. Just come to that. Yeah. It actually is. Oka. It's a tuba from South America. Um, in the Andes, it's known as Uka. And it's the family of Oxalis, which has got this lovely. Um, it's Oxalis, it's got three, three leaves um, on, on the plant and uh, also called New Zealand yam and the tubers come and Steve's passing on a yellow one but they come in some lovely colours you get apricot, pink, red, orange and they're out in South America they're, they're almost as important as, as potatoes and in fact they, they're sort of used like potatoes and the good thing about these is they have less diseases, less pests than potatoes um, 
And what do they taste like? Well, they're a little bit, it's kind of similar to potato. Got a hint of lemon, yeah, I'd say. Lemony. Yeah, and they're great roasted and, and adding to stews and soups and that sort of thing. I mean, I, haven't, I actually haven't grown them. Steve, you grew lots last year, didn't you? You grew Did, a yeah, range of different yeah. coloured. They're one of those vegetables, once you plant them, you never get rid of them. <laughs> you can never find each tiny yeah, little tuber in like the ground. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like artichokes, but they're really nice and they're easy to grow. They'll go in the ground. You start them off early, don't you, in pots? Start them off in pots. Um, in fact, I, I just left some in the pots um, to grow on. They're quite a pretty little plant, really. Mm. They've got this sort of oxali slight leaf. Yeah. Um, quite a nice yellow flower. Um, so quite pretty, really. Um, how, how big do they grow? How much room do they take up? Depends on the variety. Um, some I grew, um, like the one I just passed round, was quite but you have to kind of leave them in the ground as long as you can, don't you? And at least up until the, just the frost, the yeah. first frost, yeah. and then, then, then harvest them because they need, to, they need quite a long growing season. Uh, to, to actually get any tubers, tubers on them. So, um, well, there's, there's, there's a few companies that are doing them now, aren't there? Um, the real seeds. I mean, I've got some some details of, of where you can buy these these things I'm showing you. A company called Real Seeds is actually good. www.realseeds.co.uk, I think. They do a whole range of the different colours, so you can go and pick an orange one or whatever. Um, so, but you say once you've got them, you can then, unlike potatoes, which you obviously got to start again with fresh stock, you can actually keep these, keep a few, and then grow them again. Do you cook them the same way as potatoes? Yeah, you can do. Yeah, roast them. Yeah, yeah. Mainly, I mean, I had them roasted the other day when you, um, or Tony gave me some. But you, yeah. have you eaten them? You mainly roasted yeah, them. Yeah, mostly roasted or boiled. Yeah, boiled them. Yeah, potatoes. Yeah. You can. There's the um, if you if you're really interested, um, there's the Ocker Breeders Association as well, which you join for a couple of. And they're experimenting at the moment and finding all the varieties they can. Um, and if you if you join, so I think it's only a few, a few pounds. You can um, just log on to the website and join. Um, they'll send you a few tubers of lots of varieties, which is lovely, really, because you, as I said, you get orange ones and red ones and yellow ones. It's really quite fascinating when you get them. Um, and they ask you to feed back on on the varieties that you've planted. Uh, with a view to try and find the best ones for cultivation, uh, with the thought that with global warming and everything else, and with blight being such a problem, it might be a, a good alternative crop, which you know, they can keep developing and develop the flavour and, and get it better, better and better. See what I mean by long, long planting, May to October. It is a long time. It is a long time. Yeah, a long time. yeah, yeah. But they're, they're really very productive, and, and what you do is is eat the biggest ones, which never get very big. Um, Just grow them on, um, and then tip them out at the end of the year once they've had a frost. What's that idea of soil type? 
Well, Tony grew them, didn't he, outside in rows. He had yeah. quite a lot of success. Yes, he's only just down the road. Yeah, he's just down the road. Um, I grow in heavy clay, and, and um, they just keep popping up. So <laughs> my, 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 it sits wet and horrible, frozen for um, wet into March quite often. Um, and I think they would rather that they haven't. And it's Probably sooner to the table. You leave one in there. I know. Got the next next year. Yeah. Yeah. That becomes one between your carrots. That's it. Yeah. 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 And then try and weed it out without taking half your carrots out as well. How much would you get from a fourteen-inch pot then? How many? You know, what sort of portion would that be? Well, as long as you keep watering them well, um, it's pretty good. I mean, that weight wise, but they'll fill the pot much like a potato would if you. How much did you put in a pot? Well, I started mine off in, in smaller ones than that, so I was in sort of like a five inch pot, and I was just putting one good sized tuber in there or a couple of smaller ones. Mm. So they don't need very much at all, and they, yeah, they will fill the pot. They're lovely things. Mm. Do they lose their colour? Do they lose <coughs> their colour if you boil them? Uh, if you boil them, they tend to, yeah. yeah. Especially the very bright ones, the very bright reds and oranges. So rest them, really. Yeah. So the one on the right is garlic, but what's the one on the left? Any takers? Elephant garlic, yes, absolutely. Same family as garlic, allium, um, but it's actually more related to a leek. Uh, so it's got very mild garlic flavour, very big cloves, again ideal for roasting. Uh, plant the same as garlic, which is sort of October, November time is the best time to plant. And uh, and and this is the result: a nice big, big elephant garlic. They're amazing, aren't they? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. get little um, uh, little side shoots on the uh, little mm. queens on the side, don't you, which you can yeah. split off and, and grow as well. Yeah, that's quite a nice, nice yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, Tom Tarto and a Tombergine. Well, they, these were these were new uh, a couple of years ago, yeah, and I've actually yeah. started looking these up. And uh, and it looks like the company's not doing them anymore. So it's obviously a bit of a quirky thing, and they just thought, oh, you know, we'll see it for how it goes. But it's basically a tomato. The one on the left there is a tomato grafted onto a potato, <laughs> and um, you, 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 you you bought the plant, and literally in the late summer, mid late summer, you you lifted a, lifted the plant, and there you got a potato crop of potatoes underneath. And uh, and then this one on the right here is a um, aubergine that's grafted onto a tomato plant, which of course you can do because they're all the same family, yeah, so yeah. you can you can do it. Um, it, it, we had them, we didn't we trialled them and they weren't particularly brilliant. I mean, well, I think I got three potatoes. I mean, I didn't get potatoes like that at the bottom <laughs> of mine. I think I got two or three if I was lucky. Yeah. I think Tony grew this one. He, he got a couple of aubergines and some tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. So it was yeah, just a bit, of a, bit of a quirky thing. But, but I mean, they are doing, there's a, there's a lot now. You can get a lot of grafted yeah. plants, grafted mm -hmm. tomato plants now um, from, from garden centres and from nurseries and, and seed companies. And they're very good. Um, they're very expensive, though. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you're certainly about four ninety nine a plant. But they they do produce a lot of fruit and well. earlier fruit, um, stronger plants. And so if you if you if you find growing tomatoes tricky, it's worth trying one or two of those. Just help help you out a bit because they really are very good. 
sometimes so, do is have a, a grafted tomato plant and grow my own as well. You get the grafted one early and then the, the ones that you've sown yourself come back a little bit later mm. so it stretches the season a bit. Yeah. <coughs> okay. Oh, what's this crop? Scrambling plant, its root tubers are eaten. Popular veg found in most supermarkets. Sweet potato. It is a sweet oh. potato. And uh, you normally get them from seed companies as slips, which are um, basically they're sort of sprouted from the tubers and then they actually rooted and they take them off and then send them out as slips like this, usually in sort of late spring, isn't it? April, May, April, May time. Uh, you pot them up, put, uh, grow them on somewhere warm to start with. Um, you can put them outside, but to be honest, they don't do that well in this country. They're now trying to develop a sweet potato that's much hardier in our climate. Uh, and they're coming up with some varieties all the time. There's a couple of varieties that they're, they're a lot better now. Um, if you can grow them in a greenhouse, that's even better. Um, or if you, you grow them outside but put a cloche over them or a little mini greenhouse over them, just keep them warm and keep them well watered. Um, you can be lucky and get, at the end of the season, a crop like this. So you, you, you tend to find you don't get the really big ones like you get in the supermarkets. They tend to be a lot smaller. Uh, but you can get, can get a crop off them. Uh, and it's, it's a fun thing to do. If you're going to grow them outside, growing through black polythene. Black polythene, yeah. 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 They're sprawled, really sprawling. Yeah. So same, same family as Morning Glory flowers, so you get nice little little flowers like Morning Glory on, but uh, yeah. Ah, what's this miniature watermelon look-alike? Size of a grape, actually, that. It is a cucumber family, yeah, and it actually tastes like cucumber. It's a cucumelon. <laughs> Said to be developed by James Wong, he's the Q-trained botanist and TV presenter you might have seen. So he, he sort of um, works with some of the seed companies and, and uh, they were, he mentioned this and they decided to develop it and see if it was any good for commercial use. Um, produces this masses and masses of vines, very, it's a bit like a cucumber, but just, it goes mad, absolutely enormous. Tiny little yellow flowers. Um, but the, 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 they're all right. They taste quite nice. They're, they're a bit cucumber with a bit of a sweet. But I, I wouldn't sort of, you know, if you want a cucumber, grow a cucumber, really, I think, in a way. But, you know, again, it's a bit quirky. I mean, some people have pickled them, don't they, and that sort of thing. So you get such a lot of fruit that actually probably do make quite nice pickles, probably. Best if you pick them young before the skins get too Yeah, yeah. Sort of cut them in half and just throw them into a salad or yeah. something. Yeah. Supposed to be able to chop it down at the end of the season and grow it again, but I never had any success with that. Must admit. Don't sound like you like them enough. No. This is a serpent squash, and this was what I grew a couple of years ago. This was my plant in my garden. It must have been nearly four foot long. Um, but it's a barking mad. This plant. It's 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 obviously a member. It's a member. Of, it's a gourd. It's actually a gourd. Um, it's, it's related to the squashes. It's related to the marrows and the courgettes. Um, it's a gourd, but it's an edible gourd. Um, and, yeah, I, you know, I had masses of them. I must have had about, well, at one go, I had about six or seven. I mean, what you just can't eat them all. I mean, it's just too big. I think, I, you know, you harvest it and you chop the end off and that's all you need. <laughs> See, what do you do with the rest of it? But it's a fun thing, fun thing to grow. Um, 
and it just sprawls and it goes mad. So if you've got children or something in the family, it's a great one for them to, to play with. And uh, I think somebody said you, they've made didgeridoos out of them or sort of dried them, and sort of, that's a bit of an odd thing to do. But, but the other thing that's nice about them is they have a lovely flower. It's a white flower, and unlike the normal yellow flowers of a lot of the squash family. Um, and in fact, there's another one very closely related to this, which has beautiful, frilly, frilly edges to the, to the white flower. Um, I think it's a snake gourd, and that's even prettier, and it's worth just growing it for the flowers, really. Ah, golden version of what? Beetroot, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, I mean, you can get white, golden, red beetroot. I mean, the good thing about this one is, um, obviously, it doesn't bleed like the red one. Um, tend to be a bit sweeter. If you're not really a lover of beetroot, it's worth trying this one. Um... <laughs> I mean, I don't like beetroot, but I have tried this one. I quite liked it. Um, varieties include burpees, golden, boldor. Um, so that, that's that's always worth worth trying. Have you yeah, ever yeah. grown the boldor's a new one? Boldor's a new one, yeah. And you can even eat that one raw. Yeah. If you think it's a golden size. Better in um, better in salads probably than the, yeah. the other really. <coughs> What's this fruit? Hmm. Anybody know what that is? No, no, it's actually a mulberry. It's from a mulberry tree. And you can get black, red and white mulberry trees. The fruit's the same colour, but they, are, they just call them black, red and white. Um, the white ones uh, are not known for their fruit quality. And they were the ones that were used for feeding um, silkworms and, and the silk moths. A lot of put silk moths. You see, we're not even, we've not even, we've obviously not... We've not checked this three times, have we? The the <laughs> Before anybody mentions. The so the black mulberry is best for fruit production, but the problem with, with, with mulberry trees is they're enormous. They're Ten metres high and wide, they're actually enormous. And so they're too big for, the, for most gardens, to be honest. Um, but they're related to, to fig trees. Um, sharp, tangy taste, probably best cooked. But interesting fact, yet yeah, King James I encouraged mulberry planting in London, hopefully to create a silk industry, but unfortunately they planted black mulberries and not the white mulberry. So, no, the uh, silkworms didn't like them. No, no. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Because they sometimes take quite a long time to fruit, don't they? They're supposed to take 20, 25 years, yeah. but I mean, it's only four or five years old. I'm getting a few, just a few mulberries. But if you've only got a small garden, you can get a small one. It's called <coughs> Charlotte Russe. Only grows to about 1.5 metres high. You could grow it in a pot. It won the RHS Chelsea Flower Show Plant of the Year in 2017. Self-pollinating. It fruits on new and old woods. And you often get fruit maybe in a year or two after, after you've bought the plant. Um, there's a, it's fairly new on the market, and there's quite a lot of people have. Tr it hasn't really been tested, road tested for a long time yet, and there's been a few comments. I mean, I haven't grown this one, but there's been a few comments that it, it, the fruit's not that tasty. Um, and some people are saying it's more related to the white mulberry rather than the black one, so that's not quite so good, really. But um, somebody also said that he found he's found mulberries actually improve with age. So after several years, actually the flavour improves. So maybe this one will if you keep it for any length of time. But it's an interesting idea. If you if you want a mulberry and you haven't got room for a for a large one. Beautiful trees though. Yeah. Lovely bark. Yeah. What's this little tuber? 
quickly clue. First word is also a big cat. Second word follows hazel, Brazil and pea. Tiger nut. Tiger nut. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep, it's the tiger nut. Although it's not a nut, it's a tuber. Tuberous root of the chufa, chufa sedge. That's quite hard to say. Um, they've been eaten for centuries by many cultures. And in Spain they make a milky drink out of it called horchata. Um, they were better known apparently in the 40s and 50s. They, apparently they were eaten a bit more like sweets. Um, you know, that they were a bit good more common fishing. then. Hmm? Good for fishing. And good for fishing. There they are, good for fishing. Yeah. I've just managed to get hold of some. Yeah. Because I've read about the um, Spanish drink. It's supposed to be extremely beneficial. Yes. Yeah, it's very, very nutritional. And I was so excited because I remember them from childhood. Yeah. I mean, I thought they were quite, quite nice actually. Because I, I, the only thing with them, and I just put at the bottom, the downside is cleaning them, because you get a mass of these little tubers, but they're quite rough, and you're trying to clean off the soil. I'm, but I, I actually thought they were quite sweet. I thought they were quite unusual. I wasn't expecting them to taste like that. Um, so maybe soak them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but again, it's a it's a bit of a quirky thing, really. As I say, they are a bit of a pain to clean, so <laughs> you do get a lot on a route, though. You do, yeah. Yeah. Ah, a couple of unusual things here. On the left, we've got tree spinach, and on the right, there's only a few leaves of it showing. Um, Debenton's variegated kale. Um, the tree spinach is an annual. Um, it's hardy annual. You can just sprinkle it the seeds anywhere, and it will just pop up. Uh, and actually, if you let it grow very tall and let it flower, it will actually self-seed everywhere. But it is actually very pretty, um, and you, you actually pick the young leaves and use them like spinach. Um, and it, it, it's actually a really pretty flower, a really pretty plant to have in the garden, and, and being edible as well. Um, you know, it's a bonus, so it's always worth it's worth trying some of those actually. Um, Chilton seeds sell them, um, so that's that's definitely recommend that. The, the Debenton's variegated kale is a perennial kale. It's a short-lived perennial, but um, I've had a clump of this in my garden for about four years, and it just keeps sort of spreading outwards. And, and it's, it's a really, it's a very mild-flavoured kale. It just goes all year round, all winter. I mean, the, I've, mine get covered in caterpillars in the summer, but it just fights on through, and in the winter you've got some nice, young, fresh fresh. Um, leaves that are not covered in caterpillars um, and it's variegated you've got this lovely little white edging to it um, and it as well it takes it's so easy to take from cuttings you just literally pull off a little piece and stick it in a pot and it grows um, it's a wonderful wonderful cow to have in the garden I think um, especially if you you know struggle with growing brassicas grow this one it just keeps on going so that's uh, a Debenton's variegated kale. You can get one that isn't variegated, uh, or you can get this, this one, which is quite pretty. I mean, quite nice in a flower border, to be honest. Uh, Pennard plants sell that one. It's, it's pretty rare, that one. You don't, you don't see it very often, but this company called Pennard Plants sells it. Oh, yeah. Steve has a lovely big crop of what? Some more tubers here. It says, member of the daisy family. Again, it comes from South America. And in the Inca language, its names, it means water root. And it's also called Peruvian ground apple. 
Very close. It's actually yakon. Produces this massive leafy plant. It's huge. Yeah. And the tubers. We both grew it, I think it was the same year, wasn't it? And was it, I was expect I've got in a pot actually, about this sort of size. And I got to the end of the season, tipped it out. I could not believe it. The tubers were like this. <laughs> I mean they're massive. Yeah. Um it was unbelievable. And then I, I thought, well, how am I going to eat this? And uh, so I just basically chopped it up. And I think I think I just boiled it, actually, I think, initially. But but it, it has a texture like water chestnut. It's kind of a crunchy, um, slight sweetness. What's the leaf taste like? Well, again, it's like everything. Any, any green leaf, they say, we could eat the leaves. And we always say, it always tastes like spinach. <laughs> Everything always tastes like it's, like, it's like other things that always taste like chicken. It's like anything in gardening, it's anything in vegetable growing, it all tastes like spinach. Um, I must admit, I didn't taste, the, didn't taste the leaves, but apparently that's what it's, what it's like. And you can wrap things in the leaves, so they're big enough to sort of wrap other food in, sort of, you know, a bit like dewy vine leaves, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, it probably would make quite nice crisps. I grew mine in ground and uh, regretted it because it took two of us to dig the tubers up. They were <laughs> massive and they went so deep. I mean, it's a shame it doesn't taste a bit better because you could feed the world with these things. I know, you could, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, food it's, yeah, food crop, yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Massive, yeah. Massive, massive tubers on these. Yeah. But if you, if you grow dahlias, you grow it very similar, in a very similar way to dahlias, really. Yeah, and, uh, it's not hardy or winter. Hardy, You've got to lift the tubers and then replant them. Yeah, yeah replant them and just save a few over winter and yeah. of compost or something for greenhouse. Replant them the next spring. I think that's I think, productive. Yeah. I think that's the end of the, the end of the slides on that one. So yeah. So over to over to you with any questions. Anybody got any questions? Gardening or gardening? Oh go on, yeah. Well give us give us a go. We'll try. There's been a problem this year, Steve, with garlic. One of the members has has had problems with his garlic not really kind of growing very fast. Is that a general thing this year, or do you think there's the weather conditions and what have you? Uh, it was very, very hot and dry, wasn't it, last year? Um, I can't remember how many watering cans are carried up and down the garden trying to keep them. Do you mean the ones that have been planted sort of November time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. oh, okay, oh, yeah, so. those ones. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it, it can be a lot to do with the conditions, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, often you find with garlic, it will just sit there for quite a while. It doesn't do anything. And then all of a sudden, you get to sort of spring and it will suddenly go. Yeah. And that is a critical moment. That's when a lot of people make mistakes. Because quite often we'll get dry springs. And garlic needs a lot of water at that growing stage. Um, and, and I think that could be quite a lot of the time when people only get very small garlic. And I think it's because it's not getting water at the critical time. Once it gets further on in the season, it's not quite so critical, but it is certainly during the spring. And feed as well. And feed, yeah. 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 So when things just sit in the ground, is it better not to put them out to wait until the... 
Well, I mean, it, I mean garlic, because you, you've got garlic in, in, in little cell trays, don't you? You start off, because your ground's so I'm heavy. I think if you've got really heavy soil, sometimes they'll just sit there and it won't do them any good. If you've got nice light soil, um, it, it, yeah, it's fine to plant them out, I think, to be honest. And they're probably better off getting... The less, the less a plant has a root disturbance, in a way, the more it's going to yeah. get away in the spring. But, um, but if you've got really heavy, heavy clay or, you've, or you're finding you're not finding garlics working for you, then it's worth trying to start it off in little cell trays first and then plant it out in the, in the spring. Yeah. They even grow some in pots just permanently, really. So yeah. instead of planting autumn garlic outside, I'll plant a few in pots and keep them polytongue over the winter and then plant the main crop in, in the spring. As I say, my soil is just so heavy. The light soil should be perfect, but then you've got to keep the feeding up, haven't you? Otherwise, mm. the, the uh, nutrients tend to get washed through. So that, that could be a problem mm. then, rather than the drainage. But certainly online, you can see it's drainage. They just sit mm. there and rot and sulk. And yeah. So mm -hmm. pots are much better. And then, but in the spring, Planting in the spring with the right varieties, that would be really common. Mm. Mm. I grow rocket all the time. And it's, it's fabulous over winter, so just outside, no problem. But come the summer, I can't eat it at all because it gets it goes, gets these little white dots all over it and tiny, tiny holes. I don't know what it is that, that, eat, that gets at it, but I can't seem to avoid it through the summer. Is there anything that you can do? Anything I can use, or what it well, is. That would be the dreaded flea beetle. Flea beetle yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah which it like only attacks it, you know. It's it is, it's only in the summer, it. yeah. yeah. Mm. If you get um, those uh, sticky yellow traps for a white fly that you hang in the greenhouse, yeah. you'll see those in the garden centres. If you go over the top of your, your rows with that, um, don't touch, actually touch the plants, but just go over the top. Yeah. You'll probably find that these things will jump and they'll get stuck on the sticky trap. So you can do that. Um, old gardener I used to know, uh, long gone now unfortunately, but he'd always swear by where the seedlings, when the seedlings are quite young, so yeah. the plants are quite small, just dry off some soil, ordinary soil, and powder it up and sprinkle that over the top of your seedlings. So you're dusting them with, with just ordinary dry soil, um, and that keeps them off as well. Of course, there are sprays you can use. Prefer not to use. And the other thing is just is the usual Enviromesh covering a crop protection cover really, and put it on as soon as they've you've sown them really. Really. Yeah, because they you know they they attack very quickly when they're small, and that's you know they're very vulnerable then. I struggle to go rocket through the summer anyway because mm. it just bolts. And it's very hot it if it's hot. Quiet. Yeah. 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 What is a good value for money polytunnel, would you say? No doubt you've tried and tested all the polytunnels on the market. Uh, well, if I could, if money was no object, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd get, get a gardener. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'd get a Kida. I love those. I think they've got a very good design. Um, and they're the ones that come with, it almost looks like giant bubble plastic. You know, you want to go around and pop it. It's actually very thick, twin-walled plastic. Um, and you can grow for almost all year round with very little heat at all in those. Uh, they've also got, if, you, if money really is no object, they've got all sorts of fancy vents. You can you know, wind up the sides and drop them again so you get ventilation in the summer. Um, very, very nice. Um, you know, I've, 
Northern polytunnels is one that we, we know that we've dealt with, work with. First tunnels. First tunnels. Very good. Uh, I've got one. Um, when you think of Robinsons, you normally think greenhouses, don't you? But there is a completely separate company called Robinsons that sells polytunnels. And I've got one of those which has got um, uh, sort of Dutch style, uh, slightly sloping sides and high eaves. So that if you grow tomatoes, um, you've got that much more space for your cool tomatoes, so you can get an extra couple of trusses off of them. Um, that's very good. Yeah. When you're talking about tunnels and uh, greenhouses, how often would you say change all the soil? I mean, people say you used to dig it all out and do mm. soil in. I mean, mm. is it possible to get away without doing that? I think so, for, for quite a long time anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and how would you sterilise soil? Do you, do you, you it's don't? really difficult. Yeah, I know. You've almost got to replace it, I think. Um, you you used that? to be able to get, get certain soil sterilities. And when I worked on commercial yeah. nurseries, we'd use method bromide and yeah. things, which is so lethal. Right? You've never hated using it then, certainly not using it now. So I think it's just a case of being careful, really. And if, it, if you really have got problems, the options are yeah, either dig it out and replace it, or go over to pots, grow bags, raise yeah. beds. Raise beds are fine. Yeah. Uh, and crop rotation, even in the polytunnel, I mean, it's very difficult, but I, I grow tomatoes and peppers, so I tend to sort of just swap, swap them around as best yeah. you can. Yeah. Very difficult, but, yeah. Mm. Any other questions? Thank you very much. On behalf of the group, then, may I thank you, Steve, and you Elaine, Emma. Emma, Emma, yeah. Emma for giving yeah. such an interesting afternoon's yeah. talk. And right. It's the first thank time you. we've ever done this, so yeah. well done. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.